0: You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate.
1: We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment.
0: Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf?
1: Well, I... I didn't, it's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It
0: would be weird to have t-shirts on a shelf.
1: Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot Crate
0: is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific
1: franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more.
0: Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries, So geeks around the world rejoice. To
1: get 15% off your first loot crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode
0: description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUST and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code nonplust at checkout for 15% off your first purchase.
1: I'll geek to that.
0: And one for mauler. The note
1: I had was fuzzy golem. Yeah,
0: the voice is. I mean, and look, if anything, a fuzzy
1: gollum ain't cheap, especially if you get it in New Orleans.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode of non Plus a gay rom through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy
0: and over there is my husband josh
1: and welcome to non-plussed as i said a mischief media podcast hi honey hi honey it's summer we're in the dog days of summer the long wet days here in texas it's weird we get like three days of Kind of hot weather that's nice for the pool, and then a good fortnight of rain.
0: Yeah, it's just it's too humid. It's way it's, it's way too muggy. humid. It's like very, I would be okay with it's it being mean like muggy. I'd be okay with like yeah, uh, eighty-five degrees, ninety-five degrees, if there were just no humidity and like we could sure. be at the pool. But if it were yeah. a dry heat, if it was a dry heat, which
1: it's not, because it's not, we're not in Arizona, it's
0: a wet heat. It's a wet heat. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a wet heat, like when you have chub rub. That was too far, and I that apologize, everyone. Let's just get right into this. But for some housekeeping, we've got some more stuff at Mischief Merch. Of course, they're currently the design wizards at Mischief Merch are on top of it for all of your MCU needs. Mm-hmm. Go to MischiefMerch.com. Click on that MCU stuff. There's new stuff there, Clancy. Have you seen it?
0: I haven't seen it. yet. There's
1: black widow bathing suits for the ladies or for or for the feminine presenting. They've got bikini tops, bikini bottoms and one pieces. I mean, uh, Jordan, if they have a speedo option, by all means, yes, let us know. There's also some fresh uh, uh, Loki merch in there. And there's also
0: Clancy. Oh, yeah. We've got flip flops.
1: We've got new non plus merch. We have non plus flip flops and a non plus water bottle. And, of course, on all of this stuff, the MCU stuff and the Nonplus stuff, you can use code NONPLUS10 when you're checking out for 10% off your order. Please do. I don't know where any of that's coming from because there was no singing in this week's movie.
0: There was not. But before we do that. What if we have some news about what if?
1: What if we have some what if news? But wait a minute. What was it that you thought it was called? As if? (laughs)
0: I don't know. Sharon was, Carter is Captain Britain. As if? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's premiering August T'Challa 11th. <laughs> as Star-Lord? As if. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be premiering August 11th, and we have a new poster and a new trailer. The trailer is rad. It is. It's really, really cool. They're
1: doing that kind of like 2.5D. Like it's not fully 3D; it's cel shaded. Yeah,
0: and
1: it's gorgeous. It I is,
0: cannot wait. It is. It is really rad. And honestly, like just seeing Tony Stark and Killmonger yeah, in the beginning yes. was just like this is wild, and I love it. It's so I am so pumped. What else uh, we got?
1: Uh, we also have that Loki and the Simpsons thing. So it's another one of these <laughs> <laughs> Gracie Field Simpsons yeah i always i haven't watched the new show lately like as it airs but the gracie films the logo every time we watch one of the on disney plus there's the mickey in the audience yeah, yeah, yeah and i feel like the writers of this show have zero compunction about fist wagging at the house of mouse you oh, know Papa for sure. mickey. um and they do it throughout this short and we watched it
0: it's cute Yeah, it's like six minutes long. It's it's pretty cute. And it has like seven after credit scenes. So it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's (laughs) like it's it's a meta of a meta of a meta. Yeah. Which I mean, at this point, that's all the Simpsons is is meta jokes yeah and it's actually tom hiddleston vo- voicing loki i don't know hey look why the description that i found will link the end gadget thingy yeah on his latest misadventure loki has once again gotten himself banished from asgard only to find himself in the town of springfield the god of mischief teams up with bart and hijinks ensue that's pretty much it that's i mean that's <laughs> pretty much it yeah. um so watch it. Hey, look, if it sounds like it's something you would enjoy, it's only six minutes. Yeah. If not, you you have our permission to avoid it and we won't tell on you or judge you.
0: For sure. Uh, we also are got Monsters at Work. We got two episodes of that. Yeah, that's live now. And it's that's, so that's a weekly one then. It is weekly, but they put the first two episodes out at the beginning. Oh, okay. So get, yes, yes, get yes. Bit, okay, yeah.
1: great. Um, we, I realized as I was putting notes together, we didn't do a, this is what's coming for the month of July, but, uh, we have mentioned this series before. Yeah, we have. Um, we haven't watched any of it.
0: Uh, I've read some reviews. I haven't actually read any reviews and we haven't watched it yet. So yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll for, get, we'll get to it. Maybe we'll do it.
1: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. If you want to, if you want to know what we think about it, by all means, uh, Let us shoot, shoot us a line yeah. details at the end, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you
0: know, Monsters at Work.
1: It's Monsters, Inc. It's a series.
0: I mean, And it has Billy Crystal, and it. it's got a lot of the same voice actors. Well, yeah, John is, Goodman, yeah. Yeah, which is super cute. And we the did animation talk about looks, this
1: because I did the Roz voice. You did the Ross voice. That's right. We've talked about this before. Mike Wazowski.
0: But honestly, from the trailer, the animation's super cute, and like, I, I, I you know, it, it matches what it looked like in the movie, I, which... I, for
1: as much shit as I talk about the things that we watch on this podcast, I like to plop some optimism in from time to time. And here's what I love about monsters at work without having watched it. I like the idea of Pixar series that are longer form for sure. We loved Forky asks a question. Yes. I love the, even if we get something that's an original Pixar world, that's a cartoon. I would love to play around in that. Let's absolutely do it. Clearly we can pump these out faster than we can when toy story was made
0: what no Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i was worried i wasn't gonna be able to say it
1: kids that's what we in the comedy business call a callback (laughs) anyway as always research for this week's episode was done on wikipedia imdb rotten tomatoes and box office mojo clancy
0: what movie did we cover uh, this week we are doing 1985's the black cauldron why has it got to be black it's (laughs) this is a great question and there's
1: nary a person of color in the film nary i don't know that it needs to be it's based off of it's based off of the book series by lloyd alexander there's the book of three in the black cauldron yeah i didn't Full disclosure, we told you we do our research on Wikipedia. I didn't click through to any of these links. I just put them in the show notes in yeah, case we wanted them.
0: I didn't either. So, um,
1: But I love I love this kind of fantasy. It was directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, let's blast through this cast. Yeah. So for the cast, oofa doofa. Look, all this shit's Welsh, so I apologize in advance. We've got Gr- Grant Bardsley as Taryn That one's easy. Susan Sheridan as Princess Ailanwy. We're getting trickier here. Freddie Jones as Dalbin. That one's fine. That one's easy. Nigel Hawthorne as Fluter Flam. Yes. Yeah. No. Fluter.
0: Fluter Flam. Fluter. Fluter. Fluter Flam.
1: Fluter Flam.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of F's here, and it's awful.
1: Uh, Wait. It's there's a couple F's and a couple D's. Again, it's Welsh. Yeah. Um. Anywho, Arthur Mallet as King Idleg. John Biner as Gurgi and Dolly. Um, uh, no relation. <laughs> Phil Fondacaro as Creeper. John Hurt as in John Hurt. Oh my God. As the Horned King. Yeah. Ada Rice Marin as Ordu. Adele Malice Mori as Orwin. Billy Hayes as Orgak. Peter Renaday, Wayne Alwine, James Almanzar, Steve Hale, Phil Nibblink, and Jack Lang as the Horned King's henchmen, and John Houston as narrator. Hey, we got that one. Why? Well, hey, that one was easy, unless it's <laughs> Huston, in which case anyway. This one is I, again, without having done a whole lot of research and just, you know, in my own brain, it's kind of um, how would we describe this? It's
0: uh, contentious among Disney fans Maybe Well there is something to be said Disney kind of hid this movie for a bit
1: Yeah and, and there's an article that I found uh, I don't know that we'll reference it directly yeah. I'll link it in the description I think it was on Salon about The legacy of Black Cauldron And how it almost killed Disney Animated Studios And yeah. this was one of the things that And we've talked we've referenced before about the Disney Renaissance mm-hmm. This was one of the things that Disney was renasancing from
0: Yes This movie it is, I, I. it's not my favorite. No. It, it's it's very not Disney-like, really. The animation's clearly there.
1: Um, I don't know if Don Bluth worked on this one or if he'd already left the studio at this point.
0: I'll tell you who did work on this. Who? Tim Burton.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely, especially when you talk about- Yeah, the he Horde did a King. lot of
0: concept art for it and things like that. And so there's, there is concept art that exists for this to where like- all of the uh, it looks more burton-esque yeah and mm. all of the um the henchmen are a lot uh grosser they look like halloween town yeah. citizens yeah, which yeah, means yeah. of course
1: you would probably have hated it
0: oh 100 and this is <laughs> this honestly the, the 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 dna of this I, movie coming kind of from there it's also in probably in, informs that a bit
1: yeah it's in my notes later it's much darker for a Disney animated film. Yeah. I think you only really get darker when you think about things like Chernobog and Fantasia. Sure. Um, which is the big, uh, the monster with the demons and
0: the, mm-hmm. it's the
1: scary one in Fantasia. Sure. But um, it has
0: music at least. If,
1: <laughs> which isn't to say that it didn't have any music. It just wasn't very memorable. And it was um, Elmer Bernstein who did the music on this. Mm-hmm. And we, maybe people know that name. You know more music in and film than I do. It didn't ring a bell for me, but he did music for The Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, The Ten Commandments movie, like the big, like the epic, Um, True Grit, To Kill a
0: Mockingbird. Oh, he did Heavy Metal. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Ghostbusters.
1: Right. He's that guy. But again, the music for this, I, I guess in the moment, I don't know. There's something very specific to me about someone who was young in the 80s as the the sort of first gen D&D craze was rising. Yeah. Um, the, the, like this fits a part of like geek culture, I think, that is discordant with what we traditionally think of as Disney
0: no this is very high fantasy which yeah. is not really disney no like disney v deals in fantasy but it's not
1: high fantasy no 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 not like this which is i guess where the like the kind of D D feel
0: 100 sort of. yeah. but also
1: it's got that kind of like deep um welsh folklore mm-hmm. that is also that can be kind of i i mean for lack of a better term earthy and like um i don't know there's a Um, the term for it that I learned from doctor who is Petrichor and it's the smell of rain on grass. Mm. And that's kind of like what I get from this in a, as a vibe, if you will. (laughs) Um, But all of this to say very little happens in this movie. And I found myself, it's a good running time, but I found myself quite bored. And I think this is where we're going to cause our our jokey joke things aside i think our honest opinion of this film and not really good liking it is gonna turn heads more than anything yeah. else and not say. to
0: front load this entirely like this is a, i'm kind of front loading it because i got shit to say that's that's fair but at the same time i yeah we're we're not going to be if if you really enjoyed this movie i probably would stop here i mean- <laughs>
1: Say that we don't want to dissuade people from listening. I'm just saying I might be unkind, and as a general rule, I like to apologize when we're about to potentially ruin someone's childhood favorite. Sure. Well, should we just
0: get into it? Yeah. Let's. Well, yeah.
1: All right. Here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> and the land of Pradane. Taran, a teenage boy and assistant pigkeeper on the small farm of Cair Dalbin, home of Dalbin the Enchanter, dreams of becoming a famous warrior. Dalbin learns the evil horned king is searching for a mystical relic known as the Black Cauldron, which can create an invincible army of undead warriors. The Cauldron born. Dalbin fears the horned king might use his pig, Henwin, who has oracular powers. To locate the cauldron. Dalbin directs Terran to take Henwin to safety. Unfortunately, Terran's foolish daydreaming causes Henwin to be captured by the Gwythaints, the Horned King's dragon-like creatures. Hey, Clancy.
0: Yeah? How are your oracular powers? No complaints. <laughs> I, I have one quick question. So, Assistant Pig Keeper, is that like a gay trope? Like, isn't that a, like a... <laughs>
1: what?
0: You know, like how you've got like those pups and then whatever, but like, is that a, is that one of those? Pig
1: play- I mean, girl, <laughs> we are taking our listeners down a road. They never asked to travel. Hell yes, they did. I'm going to steer us back onto the path with the question. If Taryn is the assistant pig keeper mm-hmm. and Dalbin is an enchanter, then who the fuck is the pig keeper?
0: Yeah. Who, who is why Taryn is he an, just assistant an assistant yeah, that's weird <laughs> The and
1: whole it- time I kept thinking I couldn't This is dumb It's one of those stupid things that sticks in my head an
0: assistant pig
1: Not quite the blade
0: for a hero
1: uh, I was uh, It's just that we were uh, uh, Henwin got dirty oh, I see Another dream, Taran But, Dorban Won't I ever be anything but an assistant pig keeper? She's a special pig, Taran <laughs> Assistant
0: to who? Like you could just say pig keeper. Right. But assistant pigkeeper? What what is it? I, what are honestly, you trying to do? There's accomplish? a lot. Okay,
1: so we also it opens with this very dark and ominous the yeah. lore of the black cauldron mm-hmm. um, that is sort of tantamount to when you open a high fantasy novel like your hobbits or your um Sabrielles and you get like the map at the beginning, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a bit of a bit of history. That's kind of the equivalent of this intro, and it just starts so dark. Again, it's that that '80s grit. Something about this being f- film yeah. makes it that much scarier, and they do some really interesting things with um, depth of field. Yeah, where you know, in your average cartoon, for example, you're watching an episode of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Somebody's looking for the handle for the secret passage. You can tell which book it's going to be because it's the one that's colored more brightly than it's the, the shell shaded one. It's yes. the cell shaded one. Mm-hmm. They do so many layers, right? Is that's what's happening here is that there's so many layers. Yeah, of They've the got a camera like system that
0: actually is. It's a it's a camera that it's overhead and shoots down through a bunch of panes of glass. And then they move that glass to create the movement in the scene. So with what you're seeing there, they were moving the glass farther apart from each other. Which was giving oh, okay. you that effect of where... The push-in. Yeah, it's it's a push-pull effect. that They do this a lot in movies, too, where but they're zooming Disney Plus, out But on Plus, it's in that. 4K and on our TV. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, they, they remastered this in 4K HDR, and it is beautiful looking. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to get... Like, that aside, like, this movie looks great. It's gorgeous. Yes. But there are a lot of unanswered
1: questions. Like, how did Dalbin figure out that his pig could see the future?
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot...
1: It implies a degree of magical experimentation on this pig that I'm not comfortable with.
0: Yeah, and the fact that, like, the assistant pig keeper didn't know anything about this magical pig up until this exact moment. Full disclosure,
1: we eat bacon. Yeah. But
0: you shouldn't test your magics on pigs, kids. No. That's not ethical. It's not, but also, like, how is this the first time that this has happened? because he was bathing the pig.
1: What else? Well, what, and well cuz it requires the incantation. Every time Henwen goes into her trance, it requires the incantation. It's she's Henwen is very much like the winter soldier that way. Ah. It's got to be these specific words and they're stirring some uh, uh, some water. I mean, honestly, again, this is high fantasy. When you think <laughs> about descriptions of scrying, this is it. Water in a specialized metal dish and you stir it a certain way and you say certain words and then you see um, or in this case um, Dalbin has spiked the water and Henwin's just tripping. Yeah. The Horned King <gasps> Shh Don't interfere He's searching but this is what i mean i i getting the feeling disney was really trying to tap into some sort of a
0: d and dness of the zeitgeist had to uh, because this this just feels maybe maybe it was that they were trying to do something very different with it and trying to break a mold but also just it's like uh, struggle bus it's, it's struggle, struggle bus. bus it is for sure
1: cuz i feel like it trusts its audience to have read the books almost yeah. and i hadn't And in fact, that's the other thing. Neither of us had seen this before Mm -hmm. this viewing. That's also going to, I can count on one hand, people that I know just gasped when I said that, uh, Mm -hmm. who are listening to this podcast. (laughs) You just got like three of them in one thought, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I I just, it's a, it's a miss for me uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, But I I did get, speaking of uh, Tim Burton Mm-hmm. I got super um, Sweeney Todd vibes from Taryn w- in regards to his relationship to Hanwen. It's very, um, no one's going to harm you, Hanwen, No, while I'm around. Demons are
0: prowling everywhere what?
1: Yeah, that, and that's that's the story. Run and hide. The Horn King can't get this pig because he's looking for the Black Cauldron and the pig can tell him where the Black Cauldron is and he knows that the pig knows where the black cauldron is
0: yeah also the pig does seem to respond to to english but yet does not listen
1: it's that weird disnification quasi anthropomorphizing animals yeah. like i wouldn't what this doesn't have is another animal that inexplicably can talk where th- Henwin
0: cannot i thought there was going to be when there was that cat that looked that had those martini ma- mannerisms that came oh, in right! And I, was I like, forgot all real about real cat. I was really excited for the cat and then we don't see the cat ever again
1: it, that's the thing is again <laughs> that's a very high fantasy book kind of thing where there's like a uh, good example is Tom Bombadil in Lord of the Rings like it's something that the characters happen upon and something ridiculous happens and then we move on our merry way
0: yeah I guess but uh, the uh,
1: witches in this were almost like that until almost. they came back at the end to solve all the problems
0: yeah we'll get to that uh, yeah I, also fuck gurgi uh, this we'll get to that too. We're, I mean, well, we're there. No, we're not there yet. I've got more. <laughs> the pacing is just weird, and it just feels kind of clunky. Like, why did he have to send them off? By sending them off, he then puts this into into and play. Dolbin's an enchanter. Why not hide it? Something. He also loses that pig immediately. <laughs>
1: Immediately, immediately loses because that pit because he's pick. daydreaming of a, of the warrior he literally will never become. Haran of Cadalbin, the greatest warrior in all Prydain, a true hero. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. But without the help of my pig Henwin here, I Henwin. Where are you? Henwin?
0: Oh, no. He's got the pig on a leash and then just lets it go. Just
1: lets the damn thing
0: just go. Just fucking so stupid. And then we get these dragons that are fucking terrifying. The whole scene is fucking terrifying. The Gwythaints,
1: yes. The Gwythaints.
0: Terran gets picked up by the Gwythaints and is bloody. Yeah. Like real bloody. There's viscera Yeah, to and a it's, degree. And it's just like... This doesn't feel like a Disney movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, I knew this was darker. Did you not know that going I in? didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I knew. And that's why some people actually kind of like, like it. It's mm-hmm. it's very, in in my perception, as someone who's not personally a fan, and again, who's only ever seen this this one time, it's very counterculture to, like, the Black Cauldron as a Disney fan. Sure. To my understanding. Sure. I don't give a fuck one way or the other.
0: No. I <laughs> Again, there's there's <laughs> problems with the plot here that I just, I don't. To be
1: fair, it's pretty, though. It does give me the heavy goth vibes that oh, I sure, do like in sure. a dark Fantasia moment. I
0: would love this in the hands of not as many writers, I think.
1: Yeah, better storytelling, truly. We didn't even go through that, but like there were a lot of people. There was at least movie.
0: eight or nine, and yeah. it was just, I mean, at that point, we we're just like, eh, okay. Who cares? Right. <laughs> Anyways, you want to continue on? Let's do it. All right. Terran follows the Gwythants
1: to the Horned King's Castle and meets the pestering dog-like creature Gurgi, who wants to be his friend. Frustrated by Gurgi's antics and cowardice, Taran leaves him, sneaks into the castle and helps Henwin escape, but is captured and thrown into the dungeon. Another captive, named Princess Ilanwi, frees him as she tries to escape. In the catacombs underneath the castle, Terran and Ilanwi discovered the ancient burial chamber of a king. Terran arms himself with the king's sword, which contains magic that allows him to effectively fight the Horned King's minions. Along with a third prisoner, the comical middle-aged bard, Flam, they escape from the castle and are found by Gurgi. Upon learning Terran escaped, the Horned King orders his goblin and chief henchman, Creeper, to send the Gwithaints to follow Terran.
0: My first note here is all in caps.
1: Is it fuck Gurgy?
0: It says, oh fuck no, this dog talks.
1: He looks like somebody took the dog from Little Mermaid and tried to breed it with a cocker spaniel and gave it the personality of Dobby.
0: Dobby and 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 uh, Gollum. Gollum. Like Smeagol. Smeagol. It's just Smeeby, Smeeby. That's, that's what that's wrong. Domgol. Domgul.
1: Domgol the Cocker Spanish. What? Dom- <laughs>
0: Tucker Spanish.
1: (gasps) Gurgi. Lovely. Yeah. Oh. Oh, great prince. Give poor starving Gurgi munchings and crunchings. Nice apple. Good prince. Good apple. Oh boy, what a juicy apple.
0: I will say that, like, I can see. Now, Lord of the Rings came out, was written before this, but the portrayal that was done of Schmeagol. In the Lord of the Rings movie I feel feel Is very much related to this Performance well, You've got this, this is Talking like this into the back of at the time It's awful I hate it so much <laughs> It was to the point to where I was glad the moment he left
1: well, Yes every time and you know it, What struck me at this moment was If Dalvin had bothered to explain the danger to Terran in any way shape or form I feel like some of This drama could have been avoided entirely 100%. Hey maybe don't daydream Hey maybe use an enchanted leash. Like literally anything. Hey there might this, be dragons coming for you. This pig can
0: see the future. Yeah. why and they- is it that this happened?
1: Always barking at nothing. All right. make our That's a guard dog. Why does it always bark at nothing? Yeah. What the fuck use is a guard dog that always barks at nothing?
0: But also, it what isn't barking. Kind of is it isn't this? barking at nothing right now. Sure, and and, and and it's just it's such a weird trope. Now, the Horned King is probably the most terrifying thing I've ever seen Disney animate.
1: Here, and that's what's funny is like here is a terrifying villain. Yeah, um, with not a whole lot of depth. I feel like this villain would have a little bit more heft to it in sort of the the Zeitgeist if he was more than just a he's a lich, I think, basically. Yeah,
0: well and I and I would I would see it more like uh in in He-Man um, Skeletor. Skeletor also is very I mean skeleton like, right? Like he's yeah. he's like that but but has a sort of personality. It is sinister, but at the same time, like there's a little bit of humor in it, and and He's whatever. Kinda, there's yes,
1: there's there's some some ebbs and flows to it. Yeah. But even Ursula, who ostensibly is stealing people's souls, mm-hmm. also has like she's a likable villain. I don't need my my villains always necessarily to be likable. I don't necessarily like Maleficent. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But I. But they
0: should have a musical a, number. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. If he if the Horned King had a musical number like Scar did. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: See, I think that's probably
1: what Disney learned. Maybe that's what is actually missing is that this is just a straight up story and not, you know, no songs.
0: Yeah. And not to say that movies need to have those, but at the same time, like, this is Disney's bread and butter. And they're breaking that mold to the point to where it doesn't work, I yes. feel like. And eh, eh, Yeah. Not to, no, and again, not to say that it needs to all be like sunshine rainbows or whatever, but like, I'm okay with having a dark story.
1: Of course, there's a movie that came out a little bit, uh, a couple years before this did that I used to rent all the time, actually. And it was called, surprise, surprise, Fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, And there was, <laughs> it was super dark and super creepy, but like, it was enchanting. Yeah. And there's a song in it that I where they're effectively, like, the bad guys are about to kill a character that, uh, that you're just being introduced to, mm-hmm. and there's a song that I've literally never gotten out of my head in 30 years.
0: Now what? Must be those
1: trows. Don't let ball ball them see me. Prime, but a bit too short to How oh, about a cobalt stew? How's about a cobalt stew? yummy they're gonna kill and eat this kobold character oh geez but it's so damn charming while yeah. still being dark and terrifying i loved it black cauldron doesn't get anywhere near it for me
0: it doesn't and it's not to say that the characters aren't likable we're, we're introduced to Elon we who who i do like Delight, her, she's delightful i like her character
1: futer even is delightful i was inspired after watching this I'm creating a middle aged bard character just to use someday because I love that oh, as a concept. Cute. Yeah, with because his liar also belies his lies. Mm-hmm. He's a bard that has to tell the truth, otherwise his instrument doesn't work. That's such a funny fucking D and D
0: concept. It is, and the and goes right over your head if you're if you're not like, it just feels like it's not really used. You know what
1: else goes right over your head? That mm. damn magic light ball. What the fuck is it? Oh,
0: I loved the light ball, but, but what yes, is it? I don't know what it does.
1: She says, oh, the, the horned king thinks it'll lead him to the black cauldron. Oh, well, if you want to come with me, you may. Can I? But well, yes, I said you could. Oh, that wicked, wicked king. You know he stole me. He thought my bauble could tell him where some old cauldron was That's what he wanted my pig for
0: But it does fuck all I mean it does illuminate like a couple of scenes It's effectively a light trip. Yeah This
1: is an animated D&D movie That's what this is
0: Yeah they just did This is an animated it.
1: beginner adventure Oh my god has anybody made this as a published Cause that would be a fun one off intro to D&D I say that, and now I remember, uh, a friend of ours linked me to someone who had written basically D and D monster write-ups for major Disney villains, and there are some for Black Cauldron. But I would oh, want to yeah. be able to play the whole adventure.
0: Oh yeah, no, it would be it would be uh, super fun with yeah.
1: pre-made sheets for we Taryn, Feuder,
0: and I guess Erky,
1: You'd have to write. Well, this could be fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The potential's there. This execution's just it also does kind of follow a hero's journey yes everything's dead here but they literally go into a crypt yeah which like you like you said like i said they find that magic sword oh my god which does all the work the sword itself does all the work it just needs someone to hold it
0: would somebody play the sword
1: no because i feel like Taryn's character sheet is basically just like human person like (laughs) His race is human and his class is person. And it's the 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 work is all in the sword. So I feel like it almost has a wild magic vibe to it. See, this is what I mean. Our speculating about the DD campaign this could become is more fun than I had watching the movie. Taryn is a is a human person. He is a sentient NPC. But the sword does all the work and that's where the fun of the character is. Yeah. So this, they just didn't have that fun in here. That's no, what I'm saying. They that's didn't. my point.
0: And the sword almost, I mean, the sword disappears. And we'll talk about it in a minute, like almost as quickly as it into their possession.
1: Absolutely. Like, a sword. No, Taryn, you're just a grave robber. Yeah. Like I, we has the proper reaction. Where did, where did you get that sword? Did you really take something off a fucking grave? Yeah.
0: you get that sword uh, back there. You mean well he's not going to use it. Oh. I'd be remiss to, to not talk about Creeper, who is essentially the Horn King's henchman. Yes. Like main henchman. Yeah. Who is who is very much abused and very much taken advantage of and is
1: Why not just leave What's in this for Right him? like there's some weird Stockholm Syndrome you.
0: thing that's going on Like I don't understand it
1: Like uh, again to reference Maleficent She's got a bird Okay a trained magical but That's a familiar mm-hmm. And then
0: she's got her Herblin Gerblins But she doesn't She doesn't choke them out Or like treat them like trash No
1: and they clearly revere her Yeah To some degree For sure So I understand that relationship But what is anybody here getting out of service to the Horn King, especially creep, especially
0: once the wine's all gone, it
1: doesn't. And that's again, why it almost feels like a D and D campaign. Yeah. Cause you've got a bunch of numbskulls working for a lich because, because for the spoils of it. (laughs) Um, and then you've got some bumbling idiots coming in and ruining the whole thing. Yeah. Somehow narrowly escaping death at every turn. Not actually, really. See, this it really does feel like a beginner D and D campaign. Almost everything they do is accidental. Yeah, nobody's got a, a half the sense they were born with, except Fudor.
0: Except Feuder, who
1: tries to lie to save his life, but his his liar knows when he's being a liar.
0: I'm Fluna Flam, minstrel of minstrels, balladier to the grandest cots in all the land. Huh? And I, well, oh, you've forgotten. I have sung in some of the finest courts. But well, I'm only waiting for an invitation.
1: <laughs> That's where the funny in this movie is. This movie is only enjoyable to talk about. It's not enjoyable to watch. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oof, shall we?
0: We shall.
1: Okay. Following Henwin's trail, the four companions stumble into the underground kingdom of the Fair Folk who have Henwin under their protection. When the kindly king Eilig reveals the cauldron's location, Terran decides to destroy it. Ilanwy and Feudor agree to join him, and Eilig's obnoxious right-hand man, Dolly, is assigned to lead them to the marshes of Morva, while the Fair Folk escort Henwin back to Kair Dalbin. At Morva, they learn the cauldron is held by three witches, uh, Ordu, Orgok, and Orwen, who falls in love with Feudor at first sight and Ordu agrees to trade the cauldron for Terran's sword. He reluctantly agrees, knowing it will cost his chance for heroism. Before vanishing, the witches reveal the cauldron is indestructible and its power can only be broken when someone willingly climbs into it and dies. Dolly angrily abandons the group, and although Terran feels foolish for trading the sword for nothing, his companions show their belief in him. Suddenly, they are found by the Horn King's minions who followed them. The Horn King uses the cauldron to raise the dead, and his cauldron-born army begins to pour out into the world. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, but yeah, they follow Henwyn. There's some fairies who just know where the cauldron is.
0: Like, They're also, the pig just ends up being there. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't even mention that. There was a that
1: whirlpool we- that they fall into, and presumably the pig also fell into it, and the fairies are all trying to hide, which we kind of get at the very beginning. Dalbin says that the fair folk are hidden.
0: Yeah. When uh, Terran gets captured... Henwin just gets pushed off into the moat, and in, and that's the last time we see him until he shows up in this fairy cave. Yes, and it's just it, it just so you're misgendering that picture. It's just so holy. Like there's no the plot is just missing some Yes, got it. It's just it's it's missing so much like cheesecloth. Yeah, think about cheesecloth after
1: you've strained some
0: burrata through it. Yeah, it just it just doesn't. It's not. It's not great, Burrata. Um, also, Fluter needs to put on some pants, I guess. <laughs> he was just missing, like, he was just in front of these kids. Just, oh, this is true. This old man was full on exposing his underwear to
1: these children. Pretty that is, much, I didn't even think
0: about it. Yeah, that, that was where I had no. a problem.
1: Oh, well, fair enough. But yeah, as, as they're trying to, like, you know, make their way through, we is 100% right. Taryn didn't do shit but use a magic sword he kept having to be reminded to use. Yeah. Like, he finally pulls it out of the scabbard at one point. Ooh, she gives it to him real good, too. I'd say it was the sword's magic. But it takes a great warrior to handle a sword like this. <laughs>
0: but still, it is a magic sword. Huh.
1: What does a girl know about swords, anyway?
0: Girl? Girl? If it weren't for this girl, you would still be in the Horned King's dungeon.
1: You know, Princess Ilonwi, uh, Taran.
0: At least I don't keep talking about it forever.
1: Oh, you're so, so boring. Agreed. 100%. Ilonweb, come through. Tell for him. sure. Drag his ass. The problem with this little reconciliation by the Riverside, though, is that Taran never apologizes for being a little shit. Oh, no, he doesn't. Like... She apologizes for her reaction, but mm-hmm. she's
0: completely valid. No, she was she was escaping a, on her own volition and just happened to come across Terran. And who because he got nothing. involved. Yeah.
1: Now there's a lich at her heels mm-hmm. who wouldn't have known she was gone anyway because right. Earth, her little magic ball didn't do what he needed it to do.
0: Right. It's silly. Dumb. Also, there was one point like, so when we get into the underground with the fairies, like the glow around. I took, I took my glasses off Because I thought we that it was did it. Because I thought that my glasses were blurry
1: I, I was cleaning mine I put them back off it was still blurry I looked at you to ask if you were also Seeing this and you were in the process of Cleaning your glasses <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do it's like They just put Vaseline over the fairies just On those yeah. cells
0: well and it was like it, They were so much brighter Than the background so you're squ- trying to Squint to see Taryn and Alonwi and it just it, it dynamically just didn't work very well. And I don't know if this is maybe the HDR thing and our yeah. TV is very bright and maybe that's why it could be. But like, it, yeah, the
1: mm-hmm. first time I, f- I truly felt joy was uh Feuders Feuders lying liar who lies. But mm. then when Orwin meets him, a I want to do Orwin drag. Yes, Big old titties and an 80s shag wig But in basically a grey potato sack With bright red lips (laughs) And just find the oldest man in the room I don't know what song I do it to But I just find the oldest man in the room And go flirt with them
0: Horny witch get it Horny witch get it Wait
1: My Aren't you the handsome one
0: (laughs) Who Me me, me.
1: Honestly now Don't you find me Irresistible?
0: Yes. Well, well, of course, Mr. Pickett. Shush!
1: Stop that! You don't mind if I... fuck your harp? <laughs> Web, Do handsome? Bah! Enough of that nonsense. I loved
0: her. Yeah. She was the brightest spot in this film. There was also, remember the, the woman that was dancing on the, on the tables in the, in the castle. She was
1: a little problematic for me because the iconography was Romani, mm-hmm. which is sort of traditionally maligned and sidelined and stereotyped. Mm. But you notice when shit got real, that bitch booked it. So she was only dancing mm-hmm. for those stupid numbskulls money. And she got out before she death dipped. started rising.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And we
1: don't get her name and she's not voiced. Yeah. So like, this is what I mean. The characters that I want to know more about in this story are sidelined. And if this were a and D campaign, she would have a name, She would have a character sheet. She'd She'd have a
0: backstory.
1: She would have a backstory. She'd be giving you quests that you'd have to like go dress up as a dancer yourself to steal a map off of one of these guys. Ah, see the the yes with Black Cauldron DD campaign. Fuck, maybe I'll DM it myself.
0: (laughs) Is this a new podcast we're gonna do? Oh
1: no, no, we no we can't do that. that. That's we barely get away doing this. (laughs) Good lord.
0: There's at one point when uh, Fluter ends up in. Uh, horny witch's boobs,
1: just straight up in them,
0: yes, and is basking. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he loves it, he loves it. Like, he knows there's danger here. There's clearly like a siren yeah. song situation. Like, she's clearly the lusty witch. Um,
0: <laughs> but I, she's just a delight.
1: It, it, yeah, very much a delight. And this is
0: all we get from her, which is another unfortunate yeah. and thing. Never
1: mind that the cauldron is just guarded by them. We get that big gothic. Oh, it's been hidden away in dark And it's effectively in, in the In their the, storeroom In the extra-dimensional closet Where they keep all of their other pots and pans Yeah Perhaps I might interest you in Something else A kettle A cook pot A skillet A teapot A bucket A doll, whatever. See anything you like
0: Bananas It's bananas girl. Also
1: this was done better In Sword in the Stone With Merlin And his higgledy piggledy yes, Hoggly poo yes,
0: yes 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 it was Did that come out after Sword in the Stone Would have been before this So 22 I, years before They this. had a formula for this And they just Kind of threw it away Sword in the Stone
1: Peters out at the end It does but I only like Sword in the Stone For the first like pfft. Four fifths of it,
0: I guess. Yeah, I guess. In this, I mean, this sort of does the same thing. But yeah, eh. if
1: any Disney animated feature from the old days needed a sequel, it's Sword in the Stone because I want to see Arthur become King Arthur. Yes. All we saw is you know young Arthur become burdened with glorious, glorious purpose, purpose. <laughs> and now the MacGuffin of the sword is gone too. Yeah, like it's all some oh, heavy Gigaxian right. shit. Like it's just like whoop. And you he just lets, sword, it, goes and away. He lets it
0: go just like, just like they left the pig in the fairy in the fairy cave. It's like yes. the pig doesn't mean anything anymore. The moment that the pig is usefulness was gone. The pig is just not in the story anymore. And
1: frankly, the, like the magic of the cauldron itself, like it's supposed to be some old King's essence. And maybe that's who the horned King is. And this is like, effectively the cauldron is his phylactery and the horned King is the physical remnant of, but there's so much about magic in this world that is just not explained. It's not. And then, or even utilized cause you don't really get any kind of high fantasy magic except for the necromancy.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, is the next part here. Like we, we essentially the moment they get this cauldron, it gets taken away from them. Like it, it just, yeah, it feels like nobody is doing anything in this movie except for the movie's
1: just happening.
0: The movie is just happening and we're just watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways,
1: it's, like, it's almost like watching someone play D and D, which is not the same thing as listening to a real play podcast because a real play podcast, generally there's a layer of production. Yeah. If you were just watching a group of people play D and D, it's not generally that enthusiastic. No, and no. a shared experience among the people who are actually playing.
0: Yeah. And I, maybe, maybe that's its flaw. I mean, with D and D a lot of that has to be made up on the spot and stuff like that. This it feels like, it, it really is too many writers. I almost feel is, like it's
1: too many people. Each of these writers wrote a different one of these sort of like fantasy trope scenes. It's almost like having a guest DM.
0: Yeah. That's
1: the big thing that I'm learning about this is this, this really and, is
0: a and D and you know what? And I'm not against for having multiple writers on movies because no. a lot of the times it's good to have somebody edit it down, but it feels like again, our favorite TV shows have writers rooms
1: that are packed to the brim. Like yeah, that's sure. not the problem. The problem is the lack of vision and direction. Yeah. Um, which honestly I think was like the problem at Disney. At well, the time. And also
0: Jeffrey Kratzenberger. This was the first movie that he had come in where he was actually running the studio. Oh, that's right. And he had come in and the ending to this movie was very dark, was much more darker than it was as we saw it. Mm. We don't really know what that is because they've never released any like deleted scenes or whatever, but it, it it's a, uh, it is missing. It, I can definitely tell that they were trying to go somewhere else and then they didn't. And then they did something different. Sure. And, and again, if yeah, if I was Jeffrey Kratzenberger every
1: 10 minutes in this movie is for sure.
0: And if I was Jeffrey Kratzenberger coming in, not that I'd want to be him, but like, if I was, if I was coming in and seeing a movie like this, that was so not Disney. Sure. It it just, I would be like, what, what are we doing? And then sort of just overcorrected and tried to get it out. And, you know, they spent way too much money on it. We'll get to that in a minute, but like, it's.
1: No, I get what you're saying. It really sort of like crystallizes that sort of the dark ages of Disney that they then had a renaissance from. What's really interesting is that the Black Cauldron really kind of sits right around the time a few things that we've covered uh, have been produced. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was in 71. Robin Hood was in 73. Yeah. But like the Fox and the Hound didn't perform as well. That's what was right before this. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that a little bit. I think when we talked about um, Oliver and Company, because that comes after this, that they're still trying to figure out what's happening the same year that Oliver and company comes out, who frame Roger rabbit comes out. And then we got little mermaid after that. So like this really is the thing that, like you said, uh, Kratzenberger came in and rec- helped the studio recover.
0: hundred percent. And that was, I think where we started to see that. Cause I mean, I, I, it's a hard line because little mermaid happens and everything is different for 20 years. And they, they stick to that model until yeah. home on the range. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Disney Pictures
0: presents A Story of Courage. They're stew meat. Teamwork. and yeah. bounty hunters. Now I've seen everything. And utter madness. Yeah, they're real.
1: Quit staring.
0: Oh, I'm on the range.
1: Okay, moving on. Yeah, let's do it. Gurgi, deciding not to abandon his friend, sneaks into the castle and rescues them. Taran decides to jump into the cauldron to save everyone, but Gurgi stops him and jumps in instead, killing the cauldron porn. When the Horn King spots Taran, he blames him, saying Taran has interfered for the last time, and throws the youth toward the cauldron. But the cauldron is out of control and consumes the Horn King in a tunnel of fire, killing him and destroying the castle, using up all its powers forever as the companions escape. Sure... This okay. is where I think that turn happens, and where yeah. we, we start getting the the ending that tests better,
0: right? And it's just like uh, when when Taryn walked off, like because there's like this arch that he's walking on to, like that's over the cauldron. Get, yeah, 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 yeah. He's walking out there, and he's gonna throw himself. And it's like, oh fuck, is he gonna kill himself?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's the end of Lord of the Rings. That's what this moment is. It's just nicer.
0: Yeah, but I was like. That's brave, Disney, to kill off your main character. And then they kill off the one character that arguably is fine, I'm fine with.
1: Please, Master, not go into Evil carden. If I don't, we're all lost. Out of my way. No, Gurgi not let his friend die. Karen has many friends. Gurgi has no friends. Gurgi, no. Don't jump!
0: Wait! No! No! The the real magic was friendship all along. It's that. Sure, it's Well, Gollum that. jumps off and still technically he just wanted the ring and just well, is still going after it.
1: But still, he ends up just it's the it functionally
0: for sure. Functionally, the is the thing. same. Yes.
1: And then we kind of functionally get the same kind of ending as you know Sauron because. Uh, the de- destruction of the ring uh, destroys him. The destruction of the cauldron
0: destroys sort of, I wonder it's, it's so muddy. They read the Lord of the Rings and was just like, you know what? We could write this as a Disney movie with different characters. And I really just think, idea.
1: I think what <laughs> the black cauldron represents more than anything is a degree of counterculture and animation. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. When you think about yeah. it,
1: because do you, we need, I, I don't know if you've got enough of this context just because of, um, m- m- I'm a little bit more obsessed with true crime than you are. Like satanic panic was a big thing at the time. And sure. like, you know, there were the, the, um, chick tracks of comics where, Oh no. Um, Morgana, the dungeon master is seducing good Christians into devil worship through D and D. So like, I could see where this would feel subversive and yeah. you might expect it to make money because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know that anybody who was into D and D at the time was as into this kind of animation, and it wasn't the kind of animation. It wasn't the audience that Disney had been aiming for.
0: No, and that's the thing. Is Arguably, I they needed I more of it. I don't know who this movie is for, like because th- there's a degree of ju-
1: bitch. I just told you it's for the kids in Stranger Things. It's for the the people who were eleven year old in 1985. Yeah,
0: I guess they thought yeah.
1: those boys weren't watch- watching Disney cartoons and they didn't want to. I say boys with quotes. For that, sure, that that's the demo that d kids. Arguing. Yes, yeah. you know what baffles me that the Horned King has eyes all of a sudden.
0: Oh, and they were, they were just red. And they I was were kind like, of chibi. eyes. It seemed really kind of cheap. He was
1: terrier. No, not not cheap. Chibi. C h i b i like cutesy.
0: Oh yeah, he was like
1: a cutesy villain all of a sudden. They were more terrifying when they were red dots in a deep fucking vacant skull, yeah. and now he's like as the cauldron starts to explode. Scooby Doo esque, yeah. Like, yeah. If it weren't for you meddling kids, certainly not Elon Wee's meddling orb. Because where the fuck is that at this point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that only comes back at the end. For, it's just like, oh, wow, I'm bad. And we still like, yes, he
1: implodes, you know, like. Yeah. Just, I mean, I was in a bad mood at the time because I had a terrible experience with the nail salon. I just the, by the end of this movie, I was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. What was any of this for? Shall we bring this to a to a close? Yeah, let's do it, please. All right. The three witches come to recover the now inert black cauldron. However, Taryn has finally realized Gurgi's true friendship and asks them to revive his friend in exchange for the cauldron, choosing to give up his magical sword permanently. Upon hearing Fluters' challenging remarks to demonstrate their powers, the Reluctant Witches honor the request, returning Gurgi to the companions. At first, he appears to be dead, uh, but is in fact resurrected. After they reunite, he pushes Taran and Ailanwi into a kiss, and the four friends then journey back to Cair Dalben where Dalbin and Dolly watch them in a vision created by Henwin and Dalbin finally praises Terran for his heroism. That word finally is doing a lot of carrying. It is
0: doing a lot of carrying. And,
1: and again, this is the summary from Wikipedia.
0: It, it is clumsy.
1: It's all I, fucking clumsy.
0: I just, Alanui and Terran's relationship, which had only started six hours before. And now they're,
1: I look, uh, hey, I'll give you uh, extreme circumstances. Fighting a lich brings you closer together than perhaps she would have been if you just met each other outside of the prison where you were both held captive.
0: Yeah. But she deserves better.
1: Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> if anybody in this movie deserves better, it's certainly Ailanwe. She She's she's done wrong by this film, I, I think.
0: One of the witches at one point was like, I adore a forceful man. And I just the writing. Yeah, it's when Flutter
1: is doing his, oh, you can, if you're so powerful, herky-derky-derky. Did did these oldies hear the word bargain? Hmm? Yes, madam. Those old ears heard right.
0: I adore forceful men. Oh, pull yourself together, madam. It's hacked.
1: It's hackneyed writing.
0: It, for it, sure. It's written by men and mm. it just doesn't. It just it's so it just feels gross. And I was just like, ah, yeah,
1: 10 bucks. This character is based on that animator's favorite drag queen. And oh, he was secretly gay and nobody knew. I it. I hope and- so.
0: That's that's <laughs> this is.
1: Yes, that is. The that, witches are high drag for sure. The witches are camp. Mm-hmm. They're just in the wrong movie. They're
0: in the clouds. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Ethereal.
1: And again, it's all about trading and bargaining, which is very high fantasy tropey. And this magic sword that really did all the work. Truly, the witches are getting the better end of this bargain because Gurgi's <laughs> annoying as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he served his purpose when he jumped in that pot. Munchings and crunchings in here
0: somewhere. Gurgi! You're lies! He's alive! Right. He is alive! Oh, Fludo, Fludo, he's alive! I'm
1: alive! Fludo's alive! Look, look, look! Touch me! Okay, you clever little thing! Mm. Uh, Again, total uh, beginner level one to five D and D adventure. The sure. villain ultimately wasn't much of a threat. He was defeated kind of un- unconventionally. The magic is barely explained and is very sort of entry level. Sure. When you think back to when you were a level three artificer, you couldn't do a lot, but boy, you really wanted to. These characters can't do a lot and they barely even try.
0: and they were given like an endgame sword and then didn't use it.
1: And the cauldron's still not destroyed, which of course the witches said it couldn't be, but it's inert. Its power can't be used. Yeah. And now it's in the same place it always was. All they did was kill the person who wanted to use it using the evil power in the cauldron, thus self negating, which again is why I think it was is kind of a lich situation.
0: Yeah. It's a lituation. It's a lituation. Yeah. I mean, th- the last note that I have on my notes is that I did not like this. <laughs> Period, full stop.
1: <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> We could have started the podcast
0: with that, and this would have been a ten minute episode. I know. And I mean here we are an hour or so later, and it's it 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 just eh. And that was the black cauldron. Yeah.
1: Budget for it was forty four million and uh it made a tenth of that at opening. Yeah, it
0: made twenty one million dollars.
1: Well, on opening it made four million
0: and gross sort it was, of was uh, 21. Yeah, it was
1: 21. Yeah. So half
0: half of the I mean <sighs> it just not and again they probably just didn't know how to market it and like and and truly the only way to write it yeah or yeah. edit it yeah they knew how to animate
1: it it's gorgeous. It is.
0: It is very gorgeous and and there was this was one of the first instances of them using 3D. Yeah. Um the bubbles were were 3D generated um or computer generated, I'm sorry. Um but uh Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, Mm. it's great movie for those animators to hone their skills on, but other than that, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again.
1: Probably not. No. And look, because I knew we were going to be so hard on this. I intentionally pulled good reviews for this. Rotten Tomatoes has the critical reception on this as a 55%, but Roger Ebert loved the fuck out of this movie. (laughs) I found the original review on his website and I'll link it in the, in the show description. Okay. Yeah. But the summary is. By the end of the Black Cauldron, I was remembering with something of a shock of nostalgia, the strength and utter storytelling conviction of the early Disney animators. The Black Cauldron is a return to the tradition. I can see Mm. where he's coming from with that because we Mm. we 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 clocked some Sleeping Beauty vibes. Yeah,
0: for sure. Roger
1: Ebert is saying this is where the studio is starting to take a turn. Yeah, I think maybe he pegged that that was happening before anybody else did. For sure. But his review of this is glowing. Yeah. He loved a darker turn
0: on Disney. And well, he gave he, it 3.5 out of 4. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. That's what I'm saying.
1: And then Paul Adanasio from the Washington Post said, technically brilliant, though short on narrative. Thank you, Paul. Yes. The Black Cauldron is a painless, old fashioned <laughs> way to take out the kids and a triumph for the animation department at the Disney Studio, where it has been in development for almost a dozen years.
0: Okay. As someone that was shown the mummy at a very young age. Yeah. Um, that terrified the fuck out of me. Sure. If my parents had taken me to this, I don't know what I would have done because I had nightmares about this movie just two nights ago after we had watched this movie. I <laughs> creeper was in my oh, fucking dreams oh, and it was baby. awful. I'm um, was that the same night the cat puked three times? I'd probably. <laughs> still, uh. Viewers apparently are more aligned with us yeah, than I thought they were. They they gave it forty eight percent. Daniel G. Um, and, and this was one of the ones that I thought I just pulled out a fun one. He gave it four stars and said they need to bring the Skull King, uh, which is not what his name is. No. Uh, the Horn King into the Kingdom Hearts games. That would be rad. Yeah, I'm on board with that. That Same. would be fun. Super reviewer Jackson W gave it two and a half stars saying, while the black cauldron is strong visually and has the frightful zeal of a Halloween classic, the weak and often exposed plot line along with being devoid of musical numbers destroys this film's potential. And I agree. Truly, completely. We could have just,
1: <laughs> I don't know if we could have led with that because I've had fun talking about this with you. I just hope it's been fun to listen to. Yes, cause truly, that's, yeah. No, truly. That's where I'm at with yeah, th- it. Yeah, There's a
0: potential here. And that's the thing, though, is like not all the movies that we're going to watch on the show are going to be great. No, that's the whole point of the show. But like, (laughs) but the other the other side of it is, is like, this is a movie that if I had just watched this by myself and not for this podcast, Mm. I would have kind of been disappointed and been like, ah, that was a waste of time. (laughs) But at least with this, I'm getting something out of it.
1: Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Uh, God, Whittle on the Creek, don't rise. Uh, Daddy Disney isn't going to come knocking on our door anytime soon and we can still keep pointing. Look. If you uh, misremember, disagree, whatever, I am. I encourage you to go watch it yourself and see if you can follow our, our train of thought because uh, if you can, at least we've made something clear out of this mishmash. Yeah. Mishmash?
0: Mish, mishmash.
1: I was taking a bath all along a Saturday night. Some trivia. Let's do it.
0: This is the first animated Disney film that's not a musical and does not contain any songs, neither performed by characters nor in the background yeah so like it's just there's there's orchestrations
1: but that's it
0: yeah uh the film received no video releases until 1998 due to its dark content and i
1: guess that's just why i never saw it as a child because if it wasn't on vhs
0: and and i know we didn't own it we owned pretty much every disney movie we had all of the vhs's and that was not one that we owned yeah uh, during the
1: beginning, when Dalbin uses Henwin's magic to find the Horn King, the first image that appears in the water was recycled from a section of the Night on Bald Mountain sequence from Fantasia, which
0: yeah. makes sense now. <laughs> For sure. And and, and again, I, I like when they go and reuse stuff like that. Yeah. Um, also, when the Horn King activates the power of the Black Cauldron, the sound of the NASA Space Shuttle's solid rocket boosters being, being fired is what they used. Okay. Kind of neat. I don't know. It's just fun that they use that sound effect for that. You're,
1: I'll give you that. It's neat, but I <sighs> trivia, but it, but I think we've said everything that we could say about this. movie.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. I, I don't, there's <laughs> We left
1: it out all out on the floor on this one.
0: I don't really have anything, anything else here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see why people liked it. There's, I, there's some potential here. I might actually try to craft a D and uh campaign around this I for some entry level yeah. characters. But other than that, uh dumb. Hey, to that effect, as a reward. Sorry, that's harsh, but that's how I feel. Yeah. As a reward for you all, I will link the um the things that I found with D D characters. Uh I saw some uh Marvel Avengers characters as oh D&D you posted and, those on Facebook. Posted those yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um uh I'll uh see if I can get them on to um see if I can find the guy's uh Instagram because he's an artist.
0: Oh cool. Um yeah, and drop it good. in the show
1: notes and um I'll also link to the GM binder website that has the Disney villains as D and D characters so that folks can
0: play with those. But other than that, also, if you haven't played the villainous board games, Oh yeah. We love are, villainous. Yeah. Those are also really great. And I'd love the horn King. And that if they did the <gasps> horn King, that would be fucking rad. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. um, Other than that, like where can they find us online?
0: Clancy? Where, they can, where, can, where can people find me? Um, well, they can find you at Josh watching TV without the G on Instagram and Twitter. And if they wanted to find me on the Internet,
1: to find you at CLNCY. That's Clancy without the A on Instagram and Twitter. And if you wanted to find more content for our show, you can head to patreon.com slash making mischief. Because yeah. that's the mischief media Patreon. And you don't just get bonus content from us.
0: No, you get it from all of the shows on the network. Um, and, and you don't uh, just get audio. Nope. They they have uh, sometimes there's video there's sometimes there's videos he sometimes does there's art? art yeah uh and you get access to the uh the discord yeah. which has which you can interact with the shows and stuff too which is kind of cool yeah. yeah
1: and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram and facebook at nonpluspod. pod you can email us suggestions at nonpluspod.com yep if you want to recommend a film for us to watch or have any counter thoughts to our thoughts give us um,
0: thesis as to why this movie is delightful
1: we're we'd love to hear it, and yeah. we might respond, or we, we might may. just hit delete. We might hit delete because that's our prerogative. But I'm bound. hashtag free Britney. Other than that, <laughs> please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. That helps uh, us get in front of other people. Um,
0: but that's that's
1: really all I got for this.
0: It's all I have for this. Uh, That over there is my husband Josh And that over there is my husband Clancy And we're nonplussed
1: Truly, if we were ever nonplussed It was watching this lich Try
0: to activate this cauldron This lich
1: This lich Let me tell you what I think about this lich right here Cause this lich Just wasted 80 minutes of my time This lich
0: Bye (laughs) Well, I will tell you who did work on this. Who? That one guy that I don't like that did that. Uh, what's his name? Oh, God. I had. The, I had, you, you don't even know. I had his name in the back of my head. He doctor? Just, no. Bill Spector? No. Uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. What was Tim his, Burton. Tim Burton.
1: And remember to get 15% off your first loot crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code nonplust at checkout to
0: get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us
1: into trouble.
0: I'll get to that.